Introducing Recorded Content, a podcast for small, scrappy B2B marketing teams who want to get the most out of podcasting. In each episode, we capture stories from industry experts and podcasters. Listen in and uncover what it takes to launch, run, and grow a successful B2B podcast. Check out and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Let's jump in. Hey. This is Justin Brown. I'm the co-founder of Motion and your host for this episode of Recorded Content. Recorded Content is brought to you by Motion, a done-for-you podcast agency for small, scrappy B2B tech marketers. Recently, I recorded an episode talking about starting your episode with conflict and how using conflict or a specific topic can help to fuel what makes your episode interesting. And today, what I want to talk about is what you do after that. So it's great that you jump into an episode with a big overarching topic or problem for the sake of argument. And for this episode today, let's use an episode that I did where I talked to someone about how they overtook becoming the host of their show in a very complex space as a marketer. The problem being tackled in that episode was that at times, busy executives will be difficult to keep consistent with an ongoing podcast schedule, and that the solution can be that marketing can serve as the host in more of a reporter-type role versus them giving too much of their own context or opinions during that interview. This interview that I conducted was with someone who's in the financial technology space and a host of their show is a marketer with a background in copywriting, so not a financial person by any stretch, but he's able to run, in my opinion, one of the most effective shows in their space. So what I want to do today is go past that problem that I set up in my intro and what I did after that. So my intro really was a question about their problem. What is it like trying to prepare a busy executive to host a podcast episode? As you see there, I'm using my problem and trying to set up the episode itself. And moving forward, I have about 10 questions that I have that branch off of that very specific topic. So some examples of the questions that I had prepared as follow-ups are, how did you land on your co-founder hosting your show? Another question. We historically talked about rotating hosts when subject matter experts are busy. Was there ever any talk of someone else being the host or rotating hosts among leadership? And another one, hosting a podcast is a lot of work. What was the change you decided to make? Which I knew the change was having marketing take over. As you can see, I have a lot of topic-based questions. I didn't just ask all of these in the order that I have them written. I have them there to help me navigate the conversation. After each question, I'm hoping that I can have some sort of organic follow-up to those very targeted questions. If I have one follow-up question to every written question that I have, I'll easily have 20 total questions on my topic. 20 questions in a guest-based interview on a very specific topic should really lead to easily a 30-plus minute interview. But I don't want to rely on that alone. I also want to make sure that if I'm getting back one to two sentence answers from the guest and then the follow-ups prove to be a little bit more difficult to come up with in the moment because there's really not a lot of back and forth going on, that I also will have some fallback questions. When I talked about in the episode where I discussed starting your episodes with conflict or a problem is the reason you're doing that is to start your episode with what is more interesting for the audience. What I see a lot of 
people do is they'll start their interview with background questions. Tell me about your podcast. Tell me about your company. Tell me about yourself. Now, I don't think those questions are necessarily bad, but it's not, just not where I'd want to start. So in this situation, what I would do is I would work through my topic-based questions up front, those 10 questions that hopefully lead into 20 questions regarding the very specific subject matter. And then I think it's okay to go into some of those more generalist questions. My hope is that at this point, I've really captured the audience's attention and they really do want to learn more about what they're hearing from. Now, put some context around, I've heard the problem, I've heard the solution and how this guest relates to me. And now it's okay to jump to some of those fallback questions. How did you decide to start podcasting as a business? What types of KPIs do you track? Where do you publish on social media? So you see, those are more generalist questions, but I feel that if I had started with them up front, I don't know that I capture the audience's attention in the way that I would have with the conflict or problem. So in summary, when developing an outline and establishing the objective for your conversation, I would start with your problem, build off of that problem with 10 questions, hoping that those 10 questions with a follow-up or two to each turn into really 20 topic-based questions. And then from there, having some fallback questions that you can ask in a more general way that you know can help extend the conversation and relate to the audience. That's it for today on how to develop an outline and establish an objective. Thanks for tuning in to Recorded Content. Thanks for listening to Recorded Content, a show brought to you by Motion, a done-for-you podcasting agency for B2B tech marketers. We do the podcast stuff so you can focus on strategy, building brand awareness, and developing new relationships. To learn more about how you can launch and grow a podcast for your company, check out motionagency.io. Thanks for listening to Recorded Content. 